0: Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones,
1: TVs and the internet.
2: Information you want, Want all the help you you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good day, whatever it is for you. It is lovely to have your company. It's lovely to be in your ears for another episode of Your Tech Life, episode 364. Thanks to the good people at uh, Garmin, Satellite Navigation and GPS Technology, uh, Trend Micro, Internet Security and Alcatel. Alcatel mobile phones. Uh, great products, all of them, and I'll tell you more about all of them as the show rolls on. There's a bit of news around. Not a lot, to be honest. Not a, not a massive week, but there's bits and bits and bobs, dribs and drabs. Um, we'll cover that, that here, and also um, tonight we'll record another episode of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Appreciate you listening, appreciate you downloading, and I appreciate you jumping onto iTunes and leaving a rating if you can. Helps me feel good and uh, helps other people discover the show uh, if they're browsing through the uh, the app store trying to work out what to listen to next uh, ratings are what people read reviews are what they read so yeah we appreciate any support you can give us in that way too on your tech life on the iTunes store or Pocket Cast or other places um, we have I do want to talk about some news from Microsoft which is today um, I want to talk about gaming we are and yeah um, Augmented reality drones, or augmented reality drone racing, to be more specific. Plus, we're getting very close to um, some real disruption in the MBN space, I hope, uh, from from Vodafone. I'll tell you more about them shortly, but a few calls to get to as well. We're going to talk BlackBerry, we're going to talk modems, routers, we're going to talk uh, migrating your computer, and we're going to catch up with Rob, who, after a full month using Android, has a decision to make. So we'll get to all of that in this episode here on Your Tech Life. It
3: might sound crazy, but...
2: So news today from Microsoft directly, Um, and gee whiz, this is an interesting company to watch. I think there'd be a good analysis to do uh, over the many years ahead about, um, you know, where Microsoft sits, uh, how Apple progressed, and I'm not going to say it's a bad thing, but Microsoft is essentially copying Apple's strategy of building hardware and software. But it's much more interesting because they're happy to build hardware that sets a benchmark or a, a, you know, a criteria, a design criteria even that other OEMs, other competitors of theirs, can then use or copy. You look at the Microsoft Surface tablet, gee whiz, there's a few um, knockoffs of that going around. Um, Lenovo's Mix, there's several. And Microsoft doesn't have a problem with that because each one of them has Windows on it and that's good for them. Uh, but today they've announced over or overnight um, the Surface Laptop. Now this is a very interesting design, very interesting computer mainly because of the the design, and you have got to say they've hit it out of the park. It comes in four colors, burgundy, platinum, cobalt blue, and graphite gold. Very happy never to see rose gold again in my life. Um, The other thing, the keyboard. If you've ever used a a Microsoft Surface with the the keyboard attachment, um, it has like a, a fabric feel to it. And that fabric is some sort of uh, I patented technology, I think, from Microsoft. They've put that on the laptop, right? So on the on the keyboard base, so where, where the screen touches down to and where your hands rest, is fabric. Now, there's no question about how that wears because they've been using it for some time. It's not a bad thing. I think it's so innovative. I've never seen a computer that has fabric, a laptop, a physical laptop that, that you know, folds together, has fabric fabric on the key around the keyboard still has a traditional keyboard has speakers underneath the keys it's very thin very light it's going to be $1000 in the US you would expect it's a you know $1500 starting price here in Australia and the point here is it's not a full blown windows machine um, it's an interesting move because it's going to be confusing a bit for windows for microsoft the windows 10s streamlined is a lighter weight version of Microsoft Windows, if you like. It's, it's not as not as deep, it's not as powerful, it's probably not as big and bulky. Um, I see it as being designed to take on the Chromebook from Google, which is essentially a web machine. And this is uh, a education computer. Now, I think about what my son does on his laptop. There's no way he needs a full version of Windows yet. I wonder when you do need it, though, because you can't run Photoshop and Premiere on these things, even if you get an i7 version, right? This is a a thing that will run Windows Store downloadable apps. So think about anything you can get in the Windows Store, those apps can be run on Windows S. The design is exceptional, quality looks great, the marketing looks brilliant, um, and if the price is anything to go by, they're on to something special here. With a 128 gig SSD hard drive, four gig of RAM, it's a thousand bucks. Um with a two fifty-six gig of um a mem uh, of hard drive space, eight gig of RAM available in the three extra colours, not the platinum, twelve hundred or thirteen hundred dollars. And with a core i7 processor, it goes up to twenty-one ninety-nine or sixteen hundred dollars, depending on the hard drive space. So a few options there. And I think viable contenders for especially for the education market, you know? Kids do want a light laptop. Um, You know, uni students don't need to carry around an Intel Core i7 processor that does video editing. But what are you buying? Here's here's my problem with this. If you spend $1,600 on 256 gig of hard drive space, 8 gig of RAM, Core i7, you know, Core i7, what do you need Core i7s for if you can't use the biggest and best editing program? So maybe I need to do, do a bit more research and check here whether I can maybe download Adobe Premiere, but... I don't want some dodgy Windows app, right? I want I want Premiere. So it'll be interesting to see how that flies. I'm I'm not entirely convinced, but I love the look of it. I do like the price of it, and I like what they're doing generally with it. So stunning stuff. And while I'm talking Microsoft, I do have on my desk here the Surface Studio, which is the you know five thousand dollar all in one PC, and it's beautiful, beautiful. I love it. But I'll tell you what I've done my most is I've played solitaire, touch screen, big screen solitaire. It's like I went to the casino. And um, painting, Microsoft's new fresh paint program is just amazing. Like I'm sitting here right now just touching paint with a virtual paintbrush on the screen. And it's so real that the other colors are still wet and I'm able to to brush them away and blend colors. And I've got a palette I can blend colors. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, So I can see designers absolutely loving it. Loving it. Because it's just so interactive. The dial is excellent, but I've got a lot more work to do to find out how that rolls. So I will come to the Surface Studio in much more detail in the weeks ahead. But uh, I'd love your views on the Surface laptop. What do you think? Have you seen it? Uh, tweet me, at Trevor Long, uh, or go to the Facebook page, um, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long, and also facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Talking technology without the jargon. Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. If you've got a question about technology, any question at all, just jump on the website, send me an email, eftm.com.au. G'day, Michael. Hey, how's it
3: going?
2: Good, mate. What can I do for you? Yeah, I
3: had a question about the, the new Black Bay the key one
2: yeah keyboard and android and <laughs> phone you're a, you're a bit of a blackberry fanboy or do you just like the look of it
3: uh, i think kind of like a little bit of both yeah. i just never got away from the keyboard
2: what are you using right now
3: uh, i'm using the the blackberry passport
2: wow you are in the game wow wow okay you know, there's like three people in the world using that thing <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Have you used an Android phone before? Do you know what's coming?
3: Um, a little bit. Well, That's, the good uh...
2: the good news is it is coming oh. to Australia. We've confirmed that. Um, my information was that it would be like May June, so we we could get an announcement in the next few weeks. I actually think now. Obviously, you know, you you'll sign up to the second it is. I I suspect I suspect Telstra will go hard with this one. Who who are you with?
3: Uh, I kind of. I kind of been seeing that, but hopefully it's more than just Telstra. Well, well yeah, but who, who are you with? What telco effective. are you with? Uh, right now, I'm with uh, what is it called, uh, Optus.
2: Optus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't doubt that everyone will pick it up, but the problem is, see, BlackBerry isn't the original BlackBerry. It's a uh, it's a new company essentially. They're just running it through Alcatel. So Alcatel hasn't had a lot of luck getting into telcos, but that's mainly because they've had a different style product. So my suspicion is um, they will um, they'll get it out into major telcos pretty soon. And mate, I, I can't n- not recommend it to you. It's a beautiful phone. I used it for a few days in Barcelona. Um, it will take adjustment for you though, because Android is completely new. It's very different, so it will take some adjustment, uh, but it'll be well worth it. Will you buy outright or on a contract?
3: Uh, probably outright.
2: Yeah. So I mean, it it'll be a eight or nine hundred dollar phone. It won't be. $1,000 phone, I don't think um, but you never know what Telstra does with pricing but yeah man, it'll be out soon um, keep patient and uh, stick with the passport and you'll be a happy man in, in a couple of months
3: Alright, thank you very much
2: Good on you mate and thanks for getting in touch if you've got a question, uh, like Michael just uh, jump on the, on the email, go to the website eftm.com.au <laughs> Thanks to the good people at Garmin. We do your tech life and they're been longtime supporters. We appreciate their support and we hope you're supporting them as well as any other companies that get involved because that's how this podcast works. Anyway, free for you to listen, uh, free for you to get advice from me and for me to help you. Uh, We just hope that you help and support the sponsors. Garmin have a great range of products and you got to be honest, the Phoenix is probably uh, overrated. It's, it's fantastic in, in the fitness sense, but People in the general multi, uh, sorry, um, smartwatch sense don't really see this as a product. I've got to tell you, get out of your uh, box and forget the big brand, uh, shall we say, smartwatches and have a look at what Phoenix offers, right? The Phoenix is a premium multi-sport GPS watch with elevate wrist heart rate technology. It's fit for adventure with a rugged design that features stainless steel bezel, Buttons and a rear case, puts your key stats at your fingertips, um, has connected features like smart notifications and automatic uploads to Garmin Connect, um, outdoor sensors including GPS, GLONASS satellite reception, three-axis compass with gyroscope and a barometric altimeter. Battery life of up to two weeks in smartwatch mode and up to 24 hours in full GPS mode um, and 60 hours in ultra-track battery saver mode. Um, I know people that have the Garmin Phoenix and they've looked at a lot of smart watches and they go, this is this is smart. I mean, it's all well and good to say your watch is able to beep at you when you get a notification, but folks, this thing is smart. Beautiful, beautiful uh, watch, as you say, rugged design, but a whole range of different um, design options for you as well and a whole range of different band options and uh, additions as well. starting at 799 up to 999, check it out at garmin.com. When you're next looking for a smartwatch, if uh, you're looking to uh, invest in something great for your outdoors or multi-sport activity, check it out, Garmin.com.au. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your Tech Life, Life with Trevor Long. Long. So uh, the interesting thing about computer games is they're not, just, um, they're not just for your lounge room anymore. Computer gaming is coming to Kudos Bank Arena. That's one of the big stadiums in Sydney. This is where Billy Joel plays, Robbie Williams. I mean, I've seen some concerts there, folks. And this weekend, computer games. Okay, I think it's called Counter-Strike. I don't know. I'm not, not an expert. But it's certainly called the Intel Extreme Masters. Now, the Intel Extreme Masters is a gaming event. It's actually getting underway. Um, on Thursday, there's some kind and of heats and, and um, I guess, qualifiers. And then on the weekend... They play the game in the stadium. So up on the stage, teams face each other off in a, um, you know, shoot 'em up game, counter strike, and thousands of people sit in the arena with big screens that can show them what's happening on the game, following and cheering on their team. I mean, it's phenomenal. Now, you might think this is just a gimmick. No, no, no. Hundreds of thousands of people watch this on the internet millions of dollars are available in prizes around the world. This event here has a quarter of a million dollars in prizes. Um, these people are earning big bucks around the world. We have teams from all around the world coming. There is talk this morning in Melbourne that Etihad Stadium is going to get involved in, in hosting these events as well. I mean, if you thought computer games were just for teenagers, you are completely wrong. Yes, there'll be some pimply, nerdy teens there, but... My God, there will be a bunch of very everyday average Australians as well who just love watching competition. Now, you know, this is like a blood sport, but it's completely safe. Um, the gear is all provided. They just sit down and play the game. I'm fascinated by it. I can't go this weekend, unfortunately, because you kind of... Oh, it's just complicated with kids, right? But I really want to see this event. So I'm going to i am gonna try and understand it over the next six months or so because it's a brilliant concept what I want to know is, can I can I get into a Formula One gaming tournament, right? Because so I wouldn't mind cutting a few laps around Albert Park in a like-for-like like scenario. I don't want some like being able to adjust his wing settings and dampers. I just want two cars identical, and I'll take you on. <laughs> that's that's the way I would want to roll. Uh, so yeah, interesting, really really cool stuff, and and the first time Australia has been host to this level of gaming tournament. Uh, and Intel are, are big sponsors of, of gaming and have been for many, many years, over a decade. They've been sponsoring this uh, eSports gaming um, stuff. So really fascinating stuff. Uh, and it's on this weekend at Kudos Bank Arena. Let me know if you're going or you go. would love to see photos. would love to understand it. If you do go, I would desperately love to talk to you in the weeks ahead um, about it. I'm actually overseas next week, so I we won't be doing call-up podcast um, I don't even know if I'll get a podcast out next week. I'll be honest. Um, Once you find out what I'm doing, you'll probably realize why. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you. If you do go to the event this weekend, I would love to hear from you um, and and let me know what it was like. Um, Fascinating stuff, esports. All happening down at Kudos Bank Arena and coming to Etihad Stadium as well. About a month ago, Regular listener, regular caller, regular emailer, regular Twitter, um, i not going to say narc, but he, he's on Twitter. Uh, Rob uh, emailed me and said, uh, just how hard would it be to switch from iPhone to Android with all this you know, new Samsung coming out and the like? I said, well, let's bloody well give that a try. And you've already heard from him a couple of times uh, when he first got the phone and after a couple of weeks, but now it's been a month. I think it's time to check in and see where Rob is at. With the Samsung Galaxy A7, I think I gave him. G'day, Rob.
0: G'day, Trevor. How are you?
2: Yeah, good mate. A7, yeah, that's the one I gave you?
0: That's the one you, I've got. Yes.
2: And the retail price on that is like seven ninety nine, isn't it?
0: It is. So it's about the uh, I guess I think we uh, the higher higher level of the mid range.
2: Yeah, and it's a big screen phone. Um, there is a, a smaller, cheaper A5, uh, which is you know getting closer to mid range. I think five ninety nine. So you've had a long time now with the device. Four weeks is—I mean, four weeks is um, three weeks, uh, six days, and twenty-three hours and fifty-four minutes longer than most people get with a different phone, right? So, yeah, where's your head at today?
0: Uh, I think it was fair to say that the first couple of weeks were um, were difficult. It um, was a lot to get used to the different operating system and all the rest and all the. Uh, changes I had to adopt to. But I think a month after I'll give you a red-hot go, I think I'm in, a, I'm in a much better space.
2: So what have you learned? I think last we spoke, you were still frustrated by the keyboard. I said, use the Google keyboard. What what did, what did that prove to you?
0: Yeah, so as soon as we chatted, I downloaded the Google keyboard. And and you're right, it was 100% better. Um, AutoCorrect worked as good as the iPhone does, and probably a lot better, to be honest. Um and yeah, so that that was a huge burden lifted. I suppose that was mm. that was my biggest bugbear, and and we solved it.
2: So that's interesting, isn't it? How simple a thing like that is. Because you imagine someone without my advice on that, let alone someone else telling them, "Hey, give this a try, give the Google keyboard a try," for such an important frustration. How often we text and email and stuff, and the keyboard's just fundamentally not good on a, on a Samsung. It's funny, isn't it?
0: It is. It is. And I was lucky to have that advice because I, I just think that alone was a simple reason why, you know, figuratively, I would have put the phone in the
2: bin. Well, that would have been inappropriate. <laughs> Fig- figuratively. <laughs> so then the question is, right? I think I think there's a couple of questions here. You had an iPhone. Remind me which iPhone you had before you took this one.
0: I had the iPhone six.
2: Six. So yeah, you skipped the 6S. You've skipped the seven. You skipped the 7S. You have so that's a four, three and a half, four year old phone. Yeah.
0: It is, yeah. So yeah, it would be three, three years
2: old now, I suppose, wouldn't it? So then if you're faced – so I'm going to ask you a few questions here and you need to give me rapid-fire initial response answers. Um, yep. You've got in your hands a brand-new phone. If you could keep it, would you?
0: Uh, yes, I would.
2: Would you keep using it, though? That's very importantly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would.
2: So then, uh, interesting, because I wonder, though – and I think the, the, the real challenge here isn't today. It isn't tomorrow. It's when the next iPhone comes out, don't you reckon? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is, that is truly the challenge.
2: So what's your, not financial situation, but what is your plan situation? Are you on a contract? Do you buy your phones outright? What is your normal situation? What is your normal thinking today? If you still had the 6 and you know the 7S slash 8 slash edition are coming out, what's your normal thinking?
0: My normal thinking is I'm, going to, I'm holding off and I can't wait to get my hands on whatever that new iPhone is.
2: But would you buy it outright or on a plan?
0: No, I'd I buy it on a plan. I think I think in in reality, uh, a $1,300 phone, which is likely where the iPhone 7S edition, whatever it might be called, that's where it's going to be, roughly. Mm. Um, and I, that's a ridiculous $1, amount of money to
2: spend up front, yep.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of coin for... The mere mortal to um to drop on a. On and you able
2: to tell me how much a month you're spending on your plan?
0: So I'm on a hundred dollars a month with Telstra, um, and that's with uh, twenty gigabytes of data a month.
2: That is a lot of data.
0: That that is a lot of data, and I was lucky enough to get that plan when um, the iPhone Seven came out. They were they were throwing around the, this plan to to sign up with them again, with the the understanding of that that twenty gigabytes of data. Um, so I, I avoided the iPhone Seven mm. and doubled down on the iPhone Six because I, I really wanted the new, <clears throat> the new, uh, new looking iPhone.
2: Whenever it comes for this year. So yeah, then it comes. I'm assuming you're going to tell me that the Telstra network coverage is critical.
0: Yeah, that, well, it, living in country New South Wales, it's exactly the uh, the only reason I'm with Telstra.
2: But uh, okay, don't make me tempt you with another challenge here. I mean, have you have you actually? tried the other networks in any way, shape, or form?
0: Uh, no, but I, I know enough people who who have sat on Optus uh, in particular who don't get the service in specific locations that mm. I need to get service. So,
2: Right, so you are stuck in a quandary here because if I said to you – I mean, the point is, right? On your current contract, it feels to me like you're going to be able to spend a hundred bucks. Although I don't reckon you'd get a new iPhone for a hundred bucks a month and twenty gig of data.
0: No, I think that, and that's the that that will be, um, whenever I I renew contract, it's going to be a huge jump. I imagine it'll be at least probably another fifty bucks a month. Wow! On top of what I'm paying now.
2: Okay, so he, that's where we're at right now. So that's perfect. That's what I want to know, right? So. Fifty. If you could stay on your plan today forever, grandfathered twenty gig of data, Telstra coverage. Whoop did he do? And save that fifty dollars a month. Yep. Is is that fifty dollars a month not enough to make you say, actually, this phone's pretty good. I don't need a new iPhone.
0: Um,
2: it's not. You still love the iPhone yeah. so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. I right. know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I'll write that um, in my last last post. I think, you know. No, you're not allowed to say, no mate, phone. you're not
2: allowed to say the words last post, okay? That's just that's just inappropriate, okay? You're gonna be there's gonna be a social media uproar here. Sorry, I'm joking.
0: The, for a large majority of people, a seven hundred and ninety nine dollar phone is everything they could ever want in a phone. Mm.
2: Um
0: for for users like me, it's everything I could ever want in a phone. Um except photographs except, except
2: it doesn't if, tick one box for you. It's not an app. Well,
0: it. yes, but some of us are attracted to shiny
3: things.
2: <laughs> that is very interesting. Just to be honest, that is the most interesting thing out of it all to me. The most yeah. interesting thing is you, you can and will still be lured back to the iPhone. So, so let me ask you this then. Final question. Will you accept a second challenge between, well, well, we might have more challenges between now and the next iPhone comes out, because you've got an iPhone 6, that's that's old, you don't want to go back to it anyway. So between now and the next iPhone, will you accept a a second or possibly third challenge? I haven't decided fully yet.
0: I'm all for challenges, so bring it on.
2: So I'm going to send you, okay, I'm going to send you, it was just announced today, I'm going to send you an Oppo A57. Okay. The Oppo A57 is an octa-core processor, 13-megapixel camera, 16-megapixel front-facing camera. I think it's got the best fingerprint scanner, fastest in the world. So fast, it, it just unlocks like before you even think about it. Um, it is, you know, it's a beautiful-looking phone. I don't know whether it's going to be gold or black, bad luck, whatever you get, you get. Um, but it's $328. Wow. And here's this is the challenge, right? The challenge now isn't to go from Android from iOS to Android, the challenge is to find out at what what's the breaking point.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: What is yeah, your breaking point? Because right. I'm, again, I'm going to say to you right now up front, I'm pretty confident the Oppo A57 and I could send you, I've got a Moto G5 here, which is, I think, $399. i am just saying to you, between 300 and $400 is still an achievable amount of money to spend. And I know that you're going to end up going back to the iPhone, but what we need to determine here is how frustrating it is to not be either on the now the a- Galaxy A7 or the iPhone, do you know what I mean? We need to find those pain points, which may or may not exist.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think that's the the challenge for for everyone. I think there's there's, there's a huge difference between you know the shiny brand new iPhone and the options available in the Android space. Hmm. Um,
2: well, the so Oppo, the Oppo, like its um, bigger brother the R9, looks like an iPhone. <laughs>
0: You
2: think that might get me, you reckon? Uh, no. Uh, it looks like an iPhone, but you're still a snob and yeah. Uh, you're, you mate, I can't stop you. You're going to you're going you're going to spend instead of putting that $50 a month away for your two sons for Christmas. You're going <laughs> to you're going to spend it on a shiny new iPhone that you that you now know you don't need.
0: I'm going to take food out of
2: their mouths. <laughs> I they didn't say food. I just, uh, I'm just talking about new cricket, are... <laughs> cricket pads for summer, you know?
0: <laughs> they are going to be eating sausages in, instead of steaks, so I can have yeah, yeah. Uh, the new iPhone.
2: Very interesting. Um, what's your wife use?
0: Uh, she's using an iPhone 6S.
2: And what has she thought of this experiment?
0: Uh, she's played with the, uh, the Samsung, and she uh, takes one look at it and then says, you do it, it's too hard.
2: Really? Oh, your your second challenge then is to give her the Samsung and see how long she can put up with it.
0: <laughs> I, I give it about 30 seconds.
2: Really? Wow. Okay. That's, she's, okay. It doesn't make sense because yeah. if she's into shiny things as well, how are you together?
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh,
2: it's, it's an ongoing, there's plenty of challenges. Okay. All right, well, stand by, mate. Uh, the people at Oppo are going to send me a review unit for the A57, and I have no interest in putting my SIM card in it. Um, no, I do, but I just think it'll be actually much more interesting to take what we're talking seven ninety nine. That's four hundred and eighty odd dollars off the price of the two phones that you're using, right? And- yeah. So 7.99 minus 3.20 I need to know exactly. Oh jeez, I've done I've, I don't know how to use a calculator, especially on a computer. 7.99 minus 3.28, $471 cheaper. All right. More well more than half the price. Okay? Yeah. And 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 I want the whole guts of experience again. I want to know what it's like to open it because it is that first impression for a man who likes his shiny things, the first impression will be critical. And then yeah. after 2 or 3 weeks we'll see how you go.
0: I look forward to it. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Trevor.
2: Your Tech Life with
3: Trevor Long.
2: Thank you for listening. Got a tech question? Got a tech problem? Jump on the email. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. We'll help you out here on Your Tech Life. day, Clyde. Hey, Trevor.
1: How are you?
2: Really good, mate. Uh, what can I do for you?
1: Hey, look, I just thought I'd probably maybe just have a little bit of a quick chat and just let you know about a... A recent, uh, recent experience I had trying to set up a modem router for, I guess, our equivalent over here of, of NBN. Right, um, okay. You're in
2: New probably, Zealand? Um, what do what you call the NBN over there?
1: Oh, Ultra-fast broadband, okay. um, which is, you know, performance is actually really good. Um,
2: is that fibre to they, you know, the home? Is that what you get over there?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's um, Like, getting it installed is somewhat challenging, but uh, once you're in there, you know, I'm 200 megabits a second, Download, you know, pretty consistently, so it's 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 solid. Wow, really yeah.
2: solid. I'm killing myself um, here, Rightio, I'm very good.
1: So, I guess I had a little bit of an issue with, you know, we've got a we have a huge house, but we've got a couple of black spots uh, just with Wi-Fi around the house,
3: which yeah. are,
1: you know, somewhat annoying, and you know, generally it's not a problem because we're we're mostly Ethernet cabled, but it it gets annoying. So, on Saturday I thought, you know what, I'll I'll head down to my local Harvey Norman, grab myself a nice modem. A nice modem router and um, got one of the Nick Gear, oh, you can help me out, I think it's the X4S, one of the Nighthawks.
2: Okay, right, yep.
1: Um, yeah, nice, nice piece of kit. Um, you know, Harvey Norman team were, you know, they were pretty okay. Got home, a few issues installing it, uh, called up Nick Gear, which is awesome actually, like really good technical support. Called them up, they said, oh, hey, Clyde, that's interesting because this particular modem router has been sold before. And it's been um, what the sp- the actual actually,
2: not the not the model the actual physical device in your hands
1: physical device and it's funny when I was opening it it wasn't wasn't in plastic and I kind of thought oh that's a bit strange but mm. I didn't think much of it. Some of the best parts um, is
2: taking the plastic off.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and so I was like, okay, what does that mean? They're like, well, it's actually been warranted because um, the router doesn't actually the the, the router's faulty.
0: So I was right. Like,
1: oh, brilliant. So I sort of spent another hour drive back to Harvey Norman to guys, and they sort of said to me, "Look, yeah, really sorry, didn't realise we've recently swapped out the um, the you know there's a new franchisee for this department, um, um which I guess you know, you know, you can read from that whatever you will. Yeah, I, yep. I got I, I, I got a new one. Thought you no, okay, whatever, getting a new one. Um, the good thing is when I spoke to Nicky the first time, time they said, look, it is complicated to set up. So what you should do is give us a call back when you've got a new one. So, oh, a that's, that's good to
2: know too, isn't it? Yeah, great,
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it fills you with confidence, right? Um, um, so anyway, I got, got home with the second the second modem router and got the same guy from Nikia, which was fantastic. Huh. Spent probably, I don't know, 80 minutes on the phone with him, um, mm. trying to work it out. Couldn't get the thing to connect, couldn't get it connected at all. Um, he said, look, call Spark, which is like our equivalent of Telstra here, right? Um, of course... They were on an hour and a half call back, so thought you know, bugger it. Um, and they sort of diagnosed initially, oh maybe it's a username issue. Which mm. I thought oh, that's kind of weird, but um, anyway, Spark eventually called me back and said, no, no, the username you're using is correct, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but you know, maybe there's something wrong with the line. Um, but that'll take us you know a day to figure that out or whatever.
2: But so you know. already had a connection though, didn't you? With you well, had another exactly. motor, right? Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah. So 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 uh, no. no. So yeah, so what so what what I did in the end was um, I called, uh, uh, I, I put my put my other modem back in. I thought let's actually just do a pretty basic check here. Put the other modem back in. Does it work? Yes, it does.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. it like
1: that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Left it like that for like twenty four hours. Just under twenty four hours. The next Sunday afternoon, I, I summoned the strength to call Nick Care again.
3: Mm. Get another
1: like really helpful person to be honest, and they pick up the phone really quickly and they, they try really really hard, right? Um, I get him and eventually he says, hey, um, Clyde, you know, that we don't actually make modem routers for direct connection to um, for USB.
2: I was going to say <laughs> the, you know, the, the modem routers that, that I've seen from Netgear, the X4S included are often VDSL, um, which is, you know, just an upgrade exactly. on the ADSL. But if you've got fiber to the home, that's, you don't even need, I mean, I'll cut to the chase. You don't even need a modem router. The modem that you had from your existing connection should be great it's the yep. Wi-Fi that's the issue, right?
1: Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And so you can imagine my um, dismay um, for, you know, sort of thinking, well, the person at Harvey Norman didn't tell me this, even though I explained really clearly what I needed. And you know, maybe, you know, look, buy a bit, all that sort of jazz. Yeah. But the first person at Get didn't tell me that either. Yep. Um, the second person says, yep, cool, fine. And he said, oh, look, I'll just try and do a few things. But no, it doesn't work. So he's like, right, let's bridge it across. And I can't. I, 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 we spend... Literally probably the next hour and a half on the phone trying to bridge it across. Mm. Um, eventually get connection. Um, even on the Netgear Genie, it's still showing there's no connection, but I'm getting connection, right? I'm connected to the new network, etc. Mm. Within literally five minutes, she's gone.
2: How much That's does the X4S cost you? Uh, they're
1: about 550 which is probably about 500 Australian.
2: Wow. How many weeks so ago was this? Uh, it
1: was on Saturday. Um, Mate. Well, you know, and where well, is it at now? Top, where, yeah. Is it still plugged in now? Oh no, I literally like, I'm like, if I can get five minutes of connection out of this thing before right. it pops out, and, <laughs> and now I know what the buttons, what the lights mean. <laughs> um, so um, when I look at that, that second light in and it's red, I literally just, I've just plugged my old Spark one back in, yeah. um, and I sort of thought, oh, look off, as you could sense when I mm. sent you an email, I was like, well, I'll see if Trevor knows anything about this. Mm. I'm just going to take, I think I'll just take it back Mate.
2: to Barbie Norman. So walk away from the X4S, take that back and get a refund. Okay. Right. okay. Now, I don't know what New Zealand Consumer Law is. I don't know if you get a refund or a store credit. It doesn't matter because Harvey Norman will sell the product that you need. But what you want is a router. You do not want yep. a modem router, right? So Nighthawk X10, right. Nighthawk X8. Or how big is your house?
1: Uh, it's not big. It's two stories, only like 140 squares across two stories. So it's it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's a townhouse really. Okay, right.
2: So you probably don't need Orbi, okay? Have you heard of Orbi?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. No, that's quite expensive,
2: isn't it? Yeah, look that's here that's seven fifty, six hundred, seven fifty. So uh yeah, it's it's gonna be seven fifty, eight hundred over there. And that's a three hundred dollar premium on what you got now. But trust me, that Wi Fi, amazing. Like seriously, I've never been so impressed with Wi-Fi in my life. But I've also had the Nighthawk uh, X ten and it's great, but it's also expensive, mate. So I don't know. I, I think the the issue here for you is what here's what I'd do. I I'd take it back for a start. There's no doubt in my mind. It doesn't matter what brand you get. Here, here's the, the couple of things I want you to look for. I think you need at least a dual band, if not a tri-band router. Because uh, yep. you sound like a smart bloke who's probably running Netflix and different things happening as well. Um, yeah, definitely. So tri-band is, is, is potentially the best thing you can get. And then, yeah, you just want it to be a router. So not a modem router, just a, a router. Um, if you can find things like beam forming um, what they call uh, MU-MIMO, which is just a, a way that the device is able to handle more devices. This is; These are all advantages. And look, the thing is, for, five, for the same amount of money, you should absolutely be able to get a router because the modem technology has been taken out, right? Um, yep. It's just a matter of whether or not you can go up to get maybe tri-band and things like that. But honestly, mate, the great thing about a router is you plug it in one cable goes from what is on the router, its the internet port, <laughs> goes into the into just one of the LAN ports on your current modem, and it's connected. It's done. Turn if you can log into your existing modem's um, you know interface. I would disable yep. the Wi-Fi on it. So yep, disable the yep. Wi-Fi there, enable Wi-Fi on the new router, and Bob is your uncle.
1: So you think it's called the X10? Is that what? Is that
2: what well, you're the X10 about? and the X8 are their two um, kind of premium uh, range um okay. the, the x x8 is a year old now no uh yeah the x8 is a year old maybe not maybe not even quite that the x10 is brand new um you probably will find the x8 for around the 500 mark um yeah. um I'm, I'm looking on oh, you're a N Z style country aren't you you just couldn't get are. the couldn't yeah. get the com oh, happening could oh, you oh. <laughs> Um,
1: the, the look and feel is pretty similar to the uh dot com today. though. Yeah. No, it
2: is. It looks identical. Yeah. Oh, except there's some annoying pop-up message I can't get rid oh, of.
3: Asking you if you want to sign up to the database. Yeah,
2: right. Well, like, leave me alone. Uh, Netgear yeah, Nighthawk, yeah. uh wireless router. There's an X6, S8, X8, and X10 in New Zealand dollars. I'm assuming these are. Yeah. Wow. Yep. The X8 is eight forty nine. The uh, X10 is eight forty nine. The R88000, which I, I think you'll find is, used to be called the X6, is 549 Mate, what I would okay. do, I would walk in to Harvey Norman with the product that you've got and say, listen, you completely and utterly dick me around with that first return purchase. Second, oh, yes. Secondly, you didn't have the knowledge or training to ask me what type of USB um, connection you have because anyone would know that a USB fiber connection won't work on that. Um, so I I want my money back, and I want you to give me this one for the same price. I mean, do your best, mate. Knock knock yourself out. Yeah, I will. I the R eight thousand. The R eight thousand is is two generations old, but it's beautiful, mate. It'll do everything you need.
1: Okay, thanks, Trevor. I really appreciate that. I'll, uh, I'll 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 go on and battle with him on Saturday afternoon.
2: Good luck, my man. Good luck. Thank you for your help. No worries. Thanks for getting in touch. And if you've got a question, like Clyde, or an experience, uh, get in touch. Let me know. Uh, go to the website eftm dot com dot And we do all thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and their internet security solutions are fantastic as well as the cool little box I've been telling you about the home network security box. This home network security protects your smartphone, tablet, gaming console, smart TVs and other connected devices in your home from cyber threats, but not by installing software on them. This little device, little black box, plugs into the power, plugs into your network and automatically goes to work. It blocks malicious websites on devices, including gaming consoles and smart TVs. It monitors and restricts the web usage of internet for children. Uh, and you set that all up via an app on your smartphone that communicates with the little box and tells it what to restrict and on what devices. It can defend against network attacks, can monitor network intrusions and notify you of any risk of cybercrime. And it can control the usage and security of connected devices via that one simple mobile app. It is very, very cool. Uh, Trend Micro, home network security, search it up, have a look. It is a cracking little box that will keep your family safe online and keep you protected at the same time. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, I love my drones, you know that. Um, We spent a long time talking about that on Two Bugs Talking Tech last week. Um, But here's a cool thing. Now, if you've seen drone racing, okay, this is where they take these little tiny drones that buzz around at super fast speeds and they fly around the, a stadium, for example, but they have to set up the stadium with hoops and lights and courses. And they've done this in car parks as well. It's a bit of an underground sport. But imagine you just had a big open space, a park, and it was empty and there was nothing set up. But you could play like a Mario Kart-style computer game with a real drone. Now, this is hard to imagine, but you've got, you're have got you standing still at one end of the park. you get your drone five meters in the air, and you fly forward, and then you hit go. Now, you look down at your screen. I need to tell you, this doesn't sound legal, um, but there's some issues there we need to talk about, but let's let's uh, ignore that for now. Um, you look down at your screen, and on your screen, in front of the drone flying in real life, in front of you, in the park that you're at, your local park, is a course. There's things to collect, there's things to go through, and you have to fly around the course. And it it keeps the course on the screen while in front of you there's actually nothing other than the park. It's called augmented reality. I've talked about it a few times before. Trust me, you're going to hear so much more about it, especially if Apple gets into this space as we expect them to this year. Um, So basically augmented reality is a combination of your, um, your, your real world and a virtual world. And what's really, really interesting is that this is the first time I've seen it kind of put to use in a third-party device. So a, um, a drone, for example, taking part. Normally, you have to be physically holding the iPhone to run the course, whereas now what you're doing is the camera on the drone becomes the, the, the vision and your iPhone just becomes, or iPad, just becomes the, the output screen. So I know it's hard to imagine, but seriously, check out the video. Um, it's up on eftm.com.au. Um, just imagine standing at a big park and having a, a Mario Kart style racetrack in front of you, you know, comical, cartoony racetrack in front of you um, that your drone can fly. And then you fly around competing. It's just such a cool idea. Um, I'll be interested to see how, how effective it is Obviously, first generation, who knows, but such a cool idea. Uh, available on iOS now and coming to Android soon. If you want to get involved in Android, they've said to me, reach out and we'll, we'll put you on the early adopters program. So there is some leverage there for you to uh, to get involved if you're an Android user, but um, well worth checking out regardless. Um, anyway, look, it's just a damn cool idea, um, and it's just the start of what we're about to see in the future. So check it out, eftm.com.au. And I've talked before, uh, I think, about Vodafone and their NBN plans. Now, late last year, Vodafone CEO Inyaki Barueta spoke to me on my radio show about their plans to launch fixed broadband services, which means NBN. So that was a bit of a, you know, maybe next year, sometime next year thing. And we don't still know when it's going to be, but what they've now done is allowed you to sign up and register your interest. You are not signing up for a service. You're signing up to register your interest, okay? But that's a good thing because because they haven't announced pricing, plans, or timing, <coughs> excuse me, you put your name down now, they've got you on the list. They will, they will use you as, as research. They will ask you, what do you think it should cost? What do you think our speed should be? What do you think we should be offering in data? What else bundles should we have? Now, that's good. Getting to shape the future of it is a really exciting thing. So the website is Vodafone.com.au forward slash contact forward slash NBN. It is on my website, EFTM.com.au as well. And it's no obligation. Just put your name down. Here's why I'm interested most in what Vodafone's doing. I'll give you the analogy. Uh, Telstra, iInet, iPrimus. If you sign up for the 100 meg speed with a bunch of data, you're going to spend $100 or $110 a month. My Republic, uh, $70 $70 a month. They're talking 20 to $30 a month easily, cheaper. Why is that? It's not because MyRepublic's not investing in any way. We don't know that. It's because MyRepublic don't have existing customers on old ADSL plans or cable plans that they don't want to peeve off by having a much cheaper plan in the market and ruining their profit margins. So MyRepublic is, is starting from scratch. They're looking at the wholesale pricing and saying, "Well, oh, we could charge, why don't we make $10 per customer or something? I don't know. So can Vodafone do the same thing? Can Vodafone come in at such a competitive price that they, A, shake up the market and B, force other prices down? That's what I'm interested in. So I've just signed up to iPrimus for uh, NBN via the hybrid fiber coaxial cable at my home. And um, I don't know how that's going to go. And I've, I'm wasting money because I'm not signing up to 12 months. I'm signing up to one month. Um, and it's costing me like $400 for the modem and the connection and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not committing to anyone until I've tested their speeds. So I will I, I will try, I promise, for a couple of months. Then I might try My Republic. And then I'll try Telstra. And I'll be very interested to see how those three compare. And by then I'll be able to try Vodafone as well. Hopefully the switching process isn't too long because that would be frustrating. Um, I'm also disappointed. I've currently got two connections into my home. Apparently you can only have one with the MBN, So I don't know what I'm going to do there. But anyway, we'll um, we'll worry, worry about that another day. You know what? I live on a corner. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and use the other street address because I think the the opposite side of my house has been allocated a number on the other street. So I think I might be able to trick them into giving me a second service. (laughs) I don't know. I'll give it a try anyway. (laughs) We'll see how that goes, folks. I don't know. Worth a try though, don't you reckon? Anyway, um, interested in what you're doing with NBN. Have you got NBN? Are you due for NBN soon? Who are you going to sign up with? What's happening? Let us know. uh, Everything there is to know at uh, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And we do it all thanks to good people at Alcatel, the um, great range of smartphones. And you can still find the Alcatel GoPlay at places like Big W and search for it online. The GoPlay, waterproof, shockproof, dustproof. You can go crazy with this thing, right? Uh, It's running Android, a 2,500 milliamp hour battery, uh, 8 and 5 megapixel cameras, 5-inch screens, 4G phone. And you can drop it in the pool and have no dramas. It's a great phone uh, and and great for not just the young ones, but um, for you it could be for anyone trust me it's a great phone especially given its um, durable capabilities the go play from Alcatel available now 299 I think but I reckon you'll find it even cheaper these days uh, at places like Big W on the like check it out the Alcatel go play. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you've got a question about technology, I am here to help. Uh, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Rod.
3: Yeah, hey, Trevor. How are you doing? Good,
2: buddy. What can I do for you?
3: Mate, I'm about to buy a new Windows 10 laptop to replace my old Windows 10 laptop. Mm. Wow.
2: you've got that, is it, Did you upgrade that one to Windows 10? Yes. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, cool.
3: Um, it cops an absolute absolute flogging. I mean, the design game, I've got the full range. It's crazy, sweet.
2: Yep. Um, oh, do, do you know I, what's on my uh, desk some... right now, Rod? Think Microsoft, think creative. No idea. Have you heard of the Surface Studio? Yeah,
3: but it's not portable.
2: I know, know, but it's beautiful. I'm literally, like while we talk, I'm in the paint app and I'm painting on the screen with my finger and it's so real. It's like real oil paint. I mean, uh, it's just beautiful. (laughs) The design is beautiful. Anyway, um, what's your question about getting that new PC? Um.
3: If I get a new laptop, it usually takes me you know, two, three days to download and in- reinstall all the software from yep. scratch. Yep. Now there's these migration programs that claim that they'll take the Windows 10 data mm. and, tra- and programs and transfer it all over on a new PC without having to reinstall everything from scratch. The mm. question is, am I wasting my time and I'm going to spend a day mucking around with that, then have to re- reinstall Windows anyhow because it hasn't worked and um, do it all from scratch again? Or have you had any experience with them? And yes, they work.
2: It's been a long time since I used a program that just simply copied and pasted, migrated a computer. Now, I'll be honest, Apple's time machine does it brilliantly. It, literally, you could just plug a computer in and it just works. But I've not seen a Windows backup do that as well because the... Apple has, what have they got, four computers? You know, like it's not like they've got a wide amount of hardware and software to to migrate together and work. Whereas you could be going from a, a Core i7 to a sixth generation, seventh generation Core i7 to different configurations of RAM. I mean, it just the computer can be confused. My advice, Rod, honestly, is to, because the good thing is your, your computer's not dead. You've got them both. My advice is to um, get the new laptop, run them in parallel to the point where, you know, you spend one day um, installing your antivirus and downloading software. And then you spend yeah. the next day setting up your profiles and then you spend the last day um, migrating your, your physical data, so your, your workspace. Um, yeah. And you've never, you haven't spent three whole days. You've just had it sitting on the other side of the desk doing, doing that while you still were yeah. doing your normal thing. Yep, so not, not a problem. I just but,
3: didn't know what they were like, and you know some of them claim for 120 bucks you can install it all and it'll just do everything for you. But you know, time's money.
2: <laughs> I mean, especially given you're going from an older computer. If you were going from a one or two year old computer to a brand new one, it's yeah. probably more likely to work. But with anything old on that, I reckon it's more likely to fail. Now I could be wrong, Rod. Absolutely, but I just yeah. I think I hear in your voice the worry that you're going to spend a day doing it and then have to start all over again. And yeah. mate, why bother? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, what are yeah, you looking no, at in
2: terms of laptops, mate? Um,
3: there's a HP like an entry am oh, not an entry mid level gaming one that um, yeah, it runs pretty high spec graphics card and things like that.
2: So I do my yeah. Photoshop work and yep. InDesign and
3: Illustrator and all that stuff. Sort of what that. sort of work do you do, yeah, mate? Uh, publishing,
2: book publishing. Right, right okay. Oh, and is it an InDesign that we use these days for publishing? What's quark? I was just, I was just going to say, do you, I was going to say, do you remember Quark? Um,
3: yeah, no, it, you know, I cut my teeth on Quark. And, oh know. Uh, yeah. was reluctant to go to InDesign, um, but, uh, InDesign's the complete package. Quark, you still have to buy Quark, then you still have to buy Photoshop, you still have to buy Illustrator, you still have yeah. to buy Acrobat. Um, it's only the diehard Mac people that still muck around in Quark and most of them are, you know. A force to get to InDesign. Literally. And look,
2: I mean, I've, the great thing about InDesign these days is you don't have to spend five grand up front. You just get a Creative Suite membership and, you know.
3: Yeah, it's cost, it costs me 63 a month. Yeah. It gives me everything. I mean, Every single to tool you need. Rendering and video production, it gives me everything. So.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, uh, and I know I'm sidetracked here, but do you work for yourself or do you work specifically yeah. on a publisher or a magazine?
3: Work for, work for myself, yeah.
2: Because, you know, I often look at, you know, I'm not here, but I often think, how hard would it be to, to pump out a magazine? Do you know what I mean? Like well designed, you know, good stuff. I'm
3: just doing one. I'm just about to finish one for for a large school. You know, it's 480-odd pages. Wow! And I've ripped the postscript file and ripped the ripped postscript file thirty gigs.
2: Wow! Do you and just <laughs> lastly, do you run a network storage at home? What do you do in terms of data space and backup?
3: Um. Yeah. Network storage. I've got on site. I've got. At my office, I have um, a couple of removable hard drives that I constantly backing up all day. And then when I get home at plug it in, and I've got one at home as well. So I've got I've basically got three
2: yeah.
3: external backups.
2: Nice. You can't
3: back up to the cloud with that size device. No,
2: no, you can't. No one, no one can tell me that even with the greatest NBN speeds, that that's still an achievable thing. I mean, it's just yeah. lunacy to think that. So, yeah. Well, mate, I've given you my opinion. I'll be interested to see what you do. Sounds like a plan. And uh, good luck with the migration, mate.
3: No worries. Thanks,
2: Trevor. Good on you, Rod. Thank you very much. And if you've got a question like Rod or otherwise, uh, jump on the email. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Okay, I know this is not a new idea. Okay, I promise. I know this is not a new idea. I'm stealing it from other people. But I'd love you to take a photo of where you're listening. Take a photo of where you're listening. Send it to me on Twitter or Facebook. Twitter's easiest, I think. Um, or Instagram, Okay. Uh, Trevor Long AU on Instagram, Trevor Long on uh, Twitter, Trevor Long on Facebook, EFTM online on Facebook, EFTM on, on Twitter. I mean, we're everywhere, right? But yeah, take a photo of where you're listening. Is it in the car is it the bike? Are you running? Uh, are you sitting on the couch? Curious. Fun way to engage. And uh, I'll reshare those if they're appropriate. Um, <laughs> I did just have that thought, but I appreciate your photos regardless. Uh, yeah, send a photo of where you're listening from. And keep in touch always. If you've got a question about technology, Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Probably won't be back next week, I'll be honest. Unless it's big news, I'll quickly record something. But um, I've got (laughs) so much on. I can't tell you where I'm going next week yet because I don't know if it's top secret yet. But I'm very excited. I'm literally out of my skin excited about where I'm going next week and what I'm doing. Um, And at the end of next week, I've got a, a gig on the Gold Coast. And then I'm going to Taipei, Taiwan with HTC. Uh, if I can bring that all together. So we'll record from Taiwan uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, Back again soon on Your Tech Life. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's keep rocking on with tech, folks.